This week on Restore It All, we're talking about backing up Jira, what you can do for free, and then also what you can do with the new service that was just unveiled. If you'd rather skip the theme music and our witty banter, just go to about three minutes and 30 seconds. You could restore Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me my cylinder misfire detection consultant, Brasana Malianti. How's it going, Brasana? I'm good, Curtis. Honestly, I think you should just throw the entire thing out and just start over. I don't think that, I don't think that's, oh, that's economically... That's, yeah, no, that don't do that. But <laughs> this is the ongoing saga for our listeners of Curtis's car... That Ooh. has an on again, off again cylinder misfire issue, which may or may not be a head gasket issue, which may or may not be other things. Yeah, I either have a blown head gasket, or or a head gasket that is blowing. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's in leaking. the process of being yeah. blown, uh, or an EGR valve stuck in the open position, and uh, the usual. And the thing is, it's it's an intermittent problem. And so troubleshooting is very, very difficult, yeah. you know, for those of you that are, you know, you're, you're computer geeks, right? Like, how do you fix a bug that only happens once every thousand times that you use the software? Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's when you, so that's when you that? basically turn it into cosmic. To what? <laughs> cosmic. I, one of the companies oh, I used to yeah. work at, right? Yeah. If a bug was hit and no one's able to reproduce it, figure it out, right? It basically be like, the stars aligned. There was a solar flare. Some cosmic event <laughs> happened, and therefore the bug is yeah. no longer there. I'm down to. I'm going to do the repair of one or the other, and both of them are are significant, and then see if it goes away. Yeah. Right. I thought the EGR um, is less work than. No, than it's it a lot. It's actually quite is a it? bit of work. Um, oh, to pull everything you, out to get to it. Yeah. It's yeah, and then and then. And as long as you're pulling the EGR valve, you should pull out the um, the intake manifold and clean it out. There's some ports yeah. that need to be. I, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos for Sony. You'd be very proud of me. I am now. What, but wait, though, Curtis, are you watching at two X? Uh, no, I, I'm yeah. old school, man. I watch it at one X. I actually like, you know, <sighs> I like that. Well, I'm not like you. I'm not watching like 19 hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey now it's only it. like four hours come on uh yeah but you're watching 19 hours of videos in four hours uh, i it. wish they would actually go faster than 2x that's now my feature request for youtube any developers out there at youtube i can't imagine what in the world you would do at 2x anyway oh, so um well, we're going to get on to something much more exciting than car maintenance. We're going to talk about backup today. You know, my favorite topic. We have two guests today. Our first guest started his career just like me as a backup admin. I first crossed paths with him when he was leading the security and compliance team at Druva. Uh, he is a co-founder of Revise. Welcome to the podcast, Sankit Parlikar. Glad to be on the podcast. And we also have your co-founder, he started his career designing chips at SGI and has worked for multiple security firms, including Semantic, Druva, and Agari Data. He's also a co-founder at Revise. 
Welcome to the podcast, Vish Reddy. Thank you. Uh, very nice to be here. Well, sort of, sort of be here. What what time is it over there right now? It's like nine forty-five, nine fifty, right in now? the evening. Evening. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks very much for, for <laughs> us to talk about backups at basically ten o'clock at night. I know I do that a lot, but usually I'm just talking to myself at that it's point. Like it's like, this is what? just me getting started for the evening. <laughs> I remember, it's interesting. I remember 10 o'clock for me, like historically in my career, 10 o'clock was when I was doing backups like four people, like 10 o'clock for some reason was the time that a lot of them seemed to kick off. So this was like the beginning of the night for, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of time. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, so thanks for both of you coming on here. We're, we're here to talk about a, a, a new company, which you two uh, co-founded, which is called, I, make sure I, I have pronounced it correctly. I'm assuming it is revised. Did I, did I get that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. But, but it's an interesting spelling. So if you go to look it up. Yeah, it, hard- yeah it is an yeah. interesting spelling, which is, which, is, which is why I wasn't sure if I was pronouncing it correctly. It's R-E-V-Y-Z. Dot io is the website. Um, so why don't we sort of start at the and and by the way, I you know I've already brought up Druva. Uh, that's where I happen to work. Uh, I'll throw out our standard disclaimer. Our standard disclaimer: Persona works at Zoom. I work at Druva. This is not a podcast of either company. The opinions that you hear are ours. And um, be sure to rate us at your favorite podcatcher. Just give us stars. Give us and we really love comments. And currently, there's an offering on the plate. You guys didn't even know this, but apparently, if we get nine new comments on Apple on iTunes, um, you know, in the next week or two, then apparently I have to grow a beard. It was was a month. We said in a month. Oh, was it a month? Yeah. It was a month from the last Yeah, from when the last podcast episode went live. Right. So uh, if we get nine new comments on Apple iTunes, then I have to grow a beard for Christmas. <laughs> so, which, you know, I mean, it, it will still not look as full as Prasanna's because it's currently a theard. Is it a theard now? Uh, not quite a theard. It's still a tweard. It's like a tweard yeah. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> a, a two and a half, and a half year it's yeah. not That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, because I, 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 you know, I've really never grown a, a real beard and Anyway, so there you go. So rate us, you know, give us some comments. And um, also, if you want to join in the conversation, we'd love to have you. So if you like the topics that we talk about, backup, security, privacy, uh, you know, ransomware, all of those things, and uh, then please just uh, reach out to me at Twitter, at WC Preston, or WCurtisPreston at Gmail. So let's go back to the beginning. What what made you want to do this crazy thing of, of founding a company? Well, I'll, I'll start with Vish here. Um, you know, what, you know, what, what problem was out there that you said, I, I think I can solve this problem. You know, uh, Curtis, uh, having met multiple customers at Druva, having worked there, one of the things that we're seeing was that a lot of customers are moving all their data to the cloud. Mm-hmm. All the, new applications which uh, uh, companies would deploy were residing in the cloud. But, you know, 
the cloud vendor, again, no fault of the cloud vendor, uh, you know, the cloud vendor would always say, hey, Mr. Customer, it is your responsibility to, to secure your data, which, is, which makes sense, right? I mean, if a user goes and deletes their data accidentally, uh, you know, you can't hold the cloud vendor to be responsible for that. Well, can I interject on you there? Um, I mean, you're telling your backstory, but I, I just have to interject there. I would love it if the cloud vendors would say that, right? I would love it if the cloud vendors would make it very clear whose responsibility it is to protect the data. Unfortunately, many of them don't, right? They, they, either, they either just don't talk about it, um, you, you know, that, that, that's, probably, that's probably the worst to me is, it, is if they say nothing. It, it's not in their service contract. It's not in their SLAs. And and yet they may have legions of fans, and and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call out Microsoft as being the worst defender here because they have legions of fans who say you do not need to back this up. They have not publicly clarified. They have a few things hit you know hidden here and there, but there is no you know um, public statement. So you know on the on the reverse of that, I would give I would put Salesforce. They, you know, not only have they clarified what your responsibilities are, they now offer their own service to back up. Um, and then somewhere in the middle is, is the, you know, 4,000 other SaaS vendors out there, right? Um, but yeah, so uh, let's come back to that. I want to I come back to that. I want you to finish sort of your story, but I want to come back to this topic. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. It was just, it's a hobby horse I just had to jump on. So you were, <laughs> so you were saying... Yeah, so you know that led us to saying, okay, this is a problem. A lot of, to your point, a lot of customers don't know that uh, there is. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll come back to a story. One of the first, uh, you know, prospects or validators whom we met had the exact same point as you, right? He said, "Why do we need a backup? You know, the vendor is providing the service." I'll get into the details in, in a bit yeah. of that, but. That was the genesis of saying, okay, you know, there is a problem out there. Uh, when we looked into some of the more popular um, DevOps focus, we were more focused on DevOps. You know, obviously, you mentioned Office 365, Salesforce. Uh, there's a good ecosystem of vendors out there. So we said, okay, what are the things which people are not looking at, which are critical uh, for the functioning of that business? Uh, Classian is important. Um, workday, ServiceNow, and there's a growing list of uh, applications which are out there. And we said, okay, can we build an architecture which is which can you know help uh, protect that data? Can we have a generic architecture which can where we can plug in any of these different applications and we can help simplify the job of the administrator? So that's where we got started. Uh, that was the genesis when we recognized this that there's this problem. Uh, we said, okay, you know, again, backup, as you guys are more familiar than me, this is one of the basic functions which an IT administrator performs. Now, unfortunately, now there are some people who spend hours together just trying to do this. And he said, no, that's not, that's not, in today's day and age, you should not be spending a lot of time doing this. This should be just offloaded. This should be, uh, at the end of the day, I don't know whether you guys agree with me on this or not. Backup is like insurance. You need it at some point of time, but you never know when you need it, right? Your health insurance, you never know when you need it, but you need to have it. 
Yeah. It's it's exactly like insurance in that you must buy it before you need it. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can't get car insurance after you've had an accident. It's exactly like insurance in that same way. Yeah. So just to continue the story out, um, uh, you know, Sanket and I used to work together uh, and uh, we would exchange every so often. We would exchange some ideas and say, oh, maybe we should do this. We should do that. And then I shared with him this idea of, oh, why don't we, well, you know, there is a problem out here. I've talked to a couple of people and they, you know, they're clearly outlined that there's a pain point for them. Why don't we join forces and uh, go solve the problem? Sanket, you want to add in more in some of the discoveries which we did after that? Oh, yeah. It was a, a really exciting journey, right? Uh, since beginning, like uh, uh, inception itself, uh, exchanging ideas, talking to different people, trying to understand what is the real problem uh, out there, right? Uh, luckily, uh, I had a lot of uh, admin friends uh, who were managing different applications uh, and then uh, Wish uh, had different connections and all the people that we talked to uh, basically, they said, wow, that's amazing idea, right? Uh, I do have a lot of critical data sitting into uh, these uh, DevOps tools. And uh, specifically, if you talk about Atlassian, it's, again, uh, pretty sensitive data for me. Why don't you help me uh, back that up? Today, I have a problem wherein I cannot protect that data, right? Uh, there are a lot of challenges. So exchanging a lot of ideas, talking to a lot of people, uh, that's how the journey uh, started. And then slowly validating that idea, validating that problem out there, and then uh, finding a solution for it. That's how it all started. Yeah, it's great that you actually have like real world customers who have this problem, right? A lot of times, sometimes you're like, oh, I have this idea. Let me try to find a good market fit for this, right? And it's like you're struggling, but actually having a problem that people are struggling with is like gets you so much further ahead. The one thing, uh, and I don't know, Sankit or Vishu, who wants to answer this is maybe Sankit, is I know you mentioned Atlassian. A lot of our listeners may not know what Atlassian is or who they are. Could you maybe give sort of a brief background about some of the products um, that they might offer that people might be more familiar with? Absolutely. So in general, uh, let's talk about software industry, right? Uh, in software industry, typically uh, developers need a system to track their work, right? Uh, they are developing a software. They would be logging in uh, certain tickets to tra uh, track their tasks and work uh, and how they uh, develop a software, right? So typically uh, what uh, this software is uh, is going to do for developers is it's going to create tickets, it's going to manage all their work, their work log, and then build reports out of it. That's how uh, the engineering function uh, tracks their efforts, right? Now, Atlassian as a company, what they do is they focus on uh, uh, creating a software which does that job for engineering function. And one of their application is called as Jira software, uh, which will uh, give that functionality to the engineering uh, group, uh, wherein they can create different tickets, uh, log in their uh, daily tasks and track it as, as they make the progress. So that's the Jira software. And there's another application, for example, which is called as a Confluence, wherein uh, you can go ahead and uh, create your documentation, be it your internal documentation, be it your customer-facing documentation. You create all the documentation and then use it for different purposes. So that's what Atlassian does at pretty uh, high level. 
Gotcha. So it's gotcha. basically building all the tools you need rather than developers having to spend time focused on how do I track what's going on in spreadsheets or in like documents, writing out things, right? It's all easily available so people have this. Gotcha. Across yes. the organization. So this was a, this is a tool that you were obviously familiar with in your various, you know, basically doing your regular job. Exactly. And and I just gave you one example of software industry, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. uh, all of us come from software background or a product <clears throat> background. But when we connected with different uh, people, different customers, uh, we discovered that it's not only limited to software industry. Ticketing system in general is applicable to almost every industry. We went to healthcare people. They are using ticketing system. We went to automobile industry people. They are using ticketing system in one way or the other. Right. Right. So this is not limited to one specific uh, software industry, but it's applicable everywhere. Right. And yeah, people may use different tools, but the problem is still uh, pretty generic out there. Right. Right. And so you talked about Vish, you talked about um, wanting to develop a generic architecture. And, And I'd say that's probably the biggest challenge that you that you have is that you when you're developing a backup tool that's going to back up so many different types of things. Um, you know, how do you, how do you develop a, an architecture that you think will serve multiple tools like that? Right. I think that's the, you're absolutely right. That's the, the biggest challenge we have. And I think we've made significant progress in uh, addressing the challenge. I'm not saying that, you know, we've completely solved that problem. Uh, at this point of time, uh, you know, we started off with Atlassian. Atlassian, as Sanket mentioned, has got Jira, Confluence, Jira uh, service management. It's got a bunch of tools in itself. Uh, we're sort of focusing on that, uh, uh, you know, challenge, to, so to speak. Uh, and then, you know, we're hoping that the architecture which you have built out is going to help us scale to others. Now, Jira... Uh, while, you know, ticketing system, it seems simple. You have a ticket, you have a user who's submitting a ticket. You know, how how complicated could that be, right? That's what you would all think. But then once you look inside, if you look at the, the database schema for that, oh my God, that the first time I saw this, it was uh, it was a spaghetti bowl of, like, you know, multiple tables interconnected with each other. Uh, I, for the record, I would describe that as the Jira user experience as well, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's just me. Right. So I think, you know, uh, uh, the proof is in uh, using the product and seeing how far we'll come, uh, come along. Now, one other thing which I want to also uh, highlight out here. So once we talked to a couple of, uh, you know, prospects, uh, we validated that idea. We actually went and pitched this to Atlassian. We said, hey, you know, uh, we've not seen anybody building something like this in your ecosystem. We think that this is critical. Uh, is this, what do you guys think? And, you know, that between Sanket and I, uh, we've talked to a bunch of uh, uh, VCs. That was the, I would say, the, the best call we had. In 30 minutes, uh, the people whom we were talking to recognized that this was a good problem to solve for them. And they were like, yeah, you know, if you guys are willing to put in your efforts and solve this problem for us, we will, uh, you know, back you. We'll fund you some amount of seed money to, to get started. And not only that, they connected us back to their engineering team, <laughs> the same team which has developed that complicated schema which is there. And uh, we are working very closely with them in, you know, 
building more APIs which will help us, um, you know, backup and restore data in a in a much cleaner way. Uh, they do have good APIs, but those APIs are not built uh, keeping backup and restore in mind. Um, yeah. But they are working towards getting those new APIs out uh, soon. Yeah, and I think that's one of the keys is a lot of the vendors, right, they try to stay agnostic and they're like, hey, here are the APIs. You go try to build your backup app or whatever app on top of it. I think the fact that you guys are actually getting engagement from the engineering team to be like, hey, this is really what it takes. And probably also imparting that wisdom on, hey, these are the requirements from a backup or a restore perspective. Because that's also the other challenges usually in like SaaS services, your restores aren't very expansive, right? The options you provide. It's normally like, yeah, I'm just going to restore everything. But very rarely do you have the ability to say, restore a smaller object, right? Unless they're really focused on thinking about that. Because typically as an engineer, you build features, you build product. You don't always think about backup and restore data protection when you're building these things. Well, I do. I know but, you do, Curtis. Um... <laughs> and I know Bishop Sunkit do. But... I'm just saying most people don't think No, I know what you yeah, yeah. I, I, I and and by the way, I you know, I I'll, I'll give credit to Atlassian because again, I'm going to contrast to my favorite punching bag, uh Microsoft, right? They don't they they didn't have APIs for backup, right? The, the only way that you got um that we were, you know, that Druva and other companies were able to backup is basically use Outlook web access. Right. Um, and you, you use an API that was completely meant for, for, yeah. meant for something completely different and you're using it for backup. I, I think now for various reasons, my understanding is that Microsoft has come out with some some new APIs, uh, but not for everything, though. <laughs> but yeah, but not for everything. But yeah. So 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 hats off to Atlassian for giving you, you know. For first, first off, acknowledging that this is a problem that needs to be solved, and uh, and then giving you access to the APIs and to the and to the engineers, that's great. I was going to jump back actually a couple of questions. Um, I know Sunkit, you talked about Atlassian, what they do. Um, I'm sure a lot of folks are asking though, why is a Jira system or a Confluence system like? Why do I even need to back that up? Right? It's just oh, I created some things. These are all closed tickets. Right? Why do I even need to back up this old data? Good question. Yeah. So I will just go back to my previous example, software industry, right? Now, engineering is working on a live project, for example, right? Uh, typically, what they do is uh, they try to put in uh, all the uh, comments and all the uh, data, what they're working on. In, in, into that ticket, right? And a lot of the times, even the uh, version control system, uh, which is like Bitbucket, GitHub, it's linked with your uh, Jira. So now all the commits are being tracked in a ticket, right? Now, if that data is lost, the tickets uh, present in Jira, if those are lost for some reason, you lose that visibility of what happened. Yes, uh, you have to uh, go back, dig in, uh, put in more efforts to understand what happened, right? But your productivity is impacted. Your ongoing activity of uh, whatever uh, ongoing sprint or whatever it is, it's impacted. It's a direct business impact, right? So that's uh, one of the reasons why you need to protect that data and make sure you can roll back as soon as possible, right? Another impact is basically uh, the reporting structure 
lot of uh, big teams they rely on uh, jira uh, to uh, understand what is going on within their uh, scrum teams so that's very critical right now uh, that's one example the other example is lot of uh, customers they leverage uh, jira software they leverage jira service management tool for their hr function uh, for different uh, uh, functions like hr finance they also leverage atlassian's apps wherein they store sensitive information for example what we have seen is hr teams they onboard uh, different uh, uh, employees uh, in in uh, jira itself right or jsm they uh, conduct interviews and they store certain uh, amount of data employee data into uh, the jira software and jsm tools right so that is even more uh, sensitive data and uh, it's very impactful for your business if it it's lost uh, so there are multiple angles to it not only uh, the uh, business continuity part of it but also how sensitive data uh, uh, is is being stored into these systems and what if that data is lost right yeah. so there are different uh, angles to it Catch. so let me ask this question so atlassian obviously has a big business already um, and they have a lot of customers certainly some customers have said gee I, I i agree with everything that you just said do they what would an atlassian customer do today if they wanted to get any kind of backup of that i'll, I'll give that to to vish yeah today uh <clears throat> So uh, let me back up a little bit, <laughs> which okay. is Atlassian offers their products in two deployment uh, modes, uh, on-premises and cloud. Uh, of course, they came out of their on-premises product, you know, way, way long ago. Now, most customers, when they, uh, who are very uh, you know, sensitive about their data backups and so on, for on-premises systems, they would back up the database. Uh, okay. Typically, it's a MySQL or a Postgres database. Yeah, I think you have choices. Uh, so on-premises systems, you would back up your database itself. But still, the problem remains, I think, as Prasanna, you were pointing out, right? You typically go mess up with one or two things. You, you, know, you don't typically blow up your entire site most of the time. Uh, now, the problem with that... In, you know, backing up your databases, you do have point-in-time snapshots of your database. So if you do roll that back, then you lose all the work which you've done from the point of time, you know, you roll back to, right? Okay, so that, that's the current state of affairs on the on-premises side of things. On the cloud, what Atlassian provided was a mechanism to do a database export. Okay. Uh, so in their UI, today, most customers try to go and press pressing that button unfortunately that takes a very long time again depends on your size of your data uh, your your tenant right how much of data which you have uh, if you have a couple of um, you know let's let's go with gigabytes let's say you have 10 gigabytes of data uh, tickets attachments whatnot that's going to take you some time to uh, back up now, here's the thing which is really messed up, in my opinion. Uh, this is a cloud product. You've got to take that backup. You've got to download that to your on-premises system. And then you decide what to do with it. You can put it back into the cloud and you know manage different versions of it. 
uh, or you can put it on an on-premises system and manage that, right? But here again, if is, you want to is go- there, Is there a way to restore it to the cloud? Yes, you can restore it to the cloud. Again, it's all or nothing. So if you right. want to go back, let's say a month, that means you've lost a month's worth of data. It's not, you know, granular. It's not like right. I want this one ticket or two tickets or this attachment. Um, and it's a lot of manual work, by the way. Uh, in the current state of affairs, if your data size is greater than five gigs compressed, uh, then you got to go and, uh, you know, open that file up, split it up into multiple parts, and then try uploading. Uh, so there is a lot of work which you would have to do. Mm. And this, this sounds is, fun. It reminds me of like Salesforce backup and restores. I know we had a yeah. guest on, right? Talking about that and just trying to deal with that seems like a bit of a nightmare, Vish. <laughs> Actually, I would say, you know, uh, one of our first uh, prospects, they're in the travel industry. Uh, very different. Right? They're not software. <laughs> uh, they would uh, log uh, customer issues, changes to the travel schedule and so on. In, in Jira. And uh, they were doing this manually and they were looking for a solution like, you know, how can we not do this? Like, this is very painful. Every uh, every two days, by the way, you can't, in the current state of affairs, you can't back up every day. Uh, you can back up every two days because of the volume of data which you're trying to pull out. And mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, there's too much of manual work. It takes at least five to six hours to just download the data and then you've got to manage it. I don't want to do this. Can I just offload this to somebody? Uh, I think that was the inspiration. I would say that was one of the you know, stories I was going to tell you as to how we said, okay, maybe there's a good problem to go and solve. And so the, the the worry, like again, going to your your travel example, the the worry would be that you accidentally delete like just a customer. You know, you you just deleted all history for a customer that you've been managing travel for five years and then you just deleted that customer your only choice as you were saying is to restore the entire database right you can't restore just that customer right that's correct uh there is no you know pick and choose you it's all or nothing um one other thing which is uh you know important for uh, to notice and a lot of people don't realize this uh, which is when you delete something in in Jira or Confluence, it is gone. You cannot get it back. There is no audit trail for that. Really? Like, none? I, There's not even like, like a recycle bin or anything? Uh, okay, so there are. there is a recycle bin if you delete things at a project level. But if you delete things at the ticket level, there is no recycle bin. There is no audit log for it. Interesting. Last year, I was working for, again, this was another data point which we had. I was working for Agari Data, uh, email security. We got acquired by a company called Help Systems. And there were a lot of upset employees at Agari who did not like, you know, whatever was going on. And I we would use Jira for our uh, software development, project management, and so on. I started noticing tickets disappearing. And I'm like, hmm, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this. I can see 
AGA 129. I saw it yesterday, but it's not there in the system. Where did it go? I, I go asking around and nobody knows because there is no trace of it anymore. Wow. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> and that is the state of affairs today. Right. Wow. So if, if I may add, right, uh, sure. that is, uh, how, how uh, this uh, backup and restore really works. Uh, uh, 10 years ago or 20 years ago when uh, you started, right, uh, the focus used to be on a disaster recovery. Uh, 30 years yeah. ago, 20 years ago, it was all about disaster recovery, meaning my system is up and running on-prem system. Something goes uh, bad. I just roll back uh, probably uh, five days older, a snapshot. Things work, right? And I'm okay to give up some of the data. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, with cloud apps, basically, the situation is like, hey, I'm not ready to give up all of my data. Uh, I just want to... Uh, pick, choose what I want to restore, right? Uh, because, uh, yeah, there are a number of reasons. I, I uh, accidentally deleted something, right? Uh, why do I roll back uh, entire tenant? I uh, I had a malicious incident wherein someone uh, deleted only subset of data. Why do I roll back completely, right? right? right. So these are the evolving uh, scenarios now. Malicious actors being the biggest one. Uh, as we talk about security, that's the biggest threat uh, evolving uh, for uh, any uh, SaaS app. Yeah, I, I we actually had a discussion on the previous uh, podcast that, you know, I, I just sort of had this realization <clears throat> that, you know, when I started, uh, which for the record was 30 years ago. <laughs> when like I it was started, being kind to you, that's all. <laughs> when I started... The, the, I will agree that the primary thing that we were trying to solve was hardware failure, right? Whether it was fa- it failed because of a disaster or failed because we were running servers on a single hard drive, right? No RAID, no nothing, just a hard drive. And um, I mean, if there were multiple hard drives, we were just using all of them as individual drives. But, and, and, and between the, 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 um, the change in, the technology with everybody using uh, RAID and things like that, and the change in SaaS providers, DR is not my problem, right? With Atlassian, with, with Jira, DR is not my problem. That's their problem. That We all agree that it is their problem to get the service up and running. That is what I'm paying them for. But due to the to the change in, in the way technology has, has evolved, the number one reason, in fact, I, I would argue that like it's like 99.9%, the number one reason for a restore is now humans, not hardware and DR. Uh, I mean, it's still there are still disasters, but the disasters are caused by humans. They are they are caused by um, you know ransomware attacks and and other uh, malicious attacks like what Vish was talking about. So it, it, I, I would. I don't know if this was the point you were making, but I'll make it if you weren't making it and I'll agree if you were making it. And that is that you have, if you're designing a backup product for this world, you have to design it with that um, in mind, right? Since the primary reason that we're going to be doing restores is dumb stuff, right? We need to make the restore of dumb stuff uh, the the easiest thing that the product can do is that 
Did I say the same thing you said, but in a whole lot more words? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Curtis does that a lot. It's, I've literally made a career of doing just that. Um, so, so the, the company's new. <clears throat> in fact, I, my understanding is that you know you're, you're you're just now launching. What are you handling all of Alassian products? I'll give that to Vish. So we got started in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're five months in, roughly speaking. Um, version one or MVP is going to be covering Jira software. Um, and then we have a robust roadmap to, uh, I think next would be Jira service management, uh, Confluence, Bitbucket. I think those are the things which will be coming out. And for your MVP or version one, could you talk a little bit? I'm definitely sure you're doing the backups. What about from the restores? I know earlier you talked about today with what you get with uh, Jira today or Atlassian today. It's sort of you get everything as a backup once every two days at most, right? And then you have to restore everything back. What sort of restores do you handle? Great question. No, you know, what's the point of doing backup without being able to restore back, right? Curtis and I were just talking about that yesterday. <laughs> No one cares yeah. if you can back up fish. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, to, to the point which all of us were making earlier, um, you know, the, the typically what we have seen, somebody goes, accidentally goes, messes up some small part of, they don't typically go mess up your entire tenant. So the primary use case of what we are, what we are trying to build here for is picking and choosing that one thing or two things, or, you know, again, being very granular about what you can restore back. So that is part of our MVP. We back up every day, every 24 hours, automatic backup. Remember, this is insurance, right? You just buy it and you forget about it till you need it, of course. Um, and so when you need it, you can go back in, you can go pick the specific day from which you want that backup uh, or that, you know, piece of data. Maybe it's a ticket, maybe it's an attachment. Uh, and then you can go and filter out uh, and say, okay, I want this specific thing to be restored back. That's what we do today. Now, there are a lot more use cases which are there. As an example, something which we are not doing in the MVP. Uh, a lot of customers have multiple different uh, sites or tenants. Uh, you know, you may control uh, five different tenants. You may want to move things around. Uh, it's sort of a data migration use case, so to speak. You're backed up something in from one place. You want to put it into another place. Uh, that's something which you'll be doing in the future. Uh, uh, that's not part of MVP. Today, what we do is whatever you back up from a given tenant, you can put it back into the same. Tenant. Now, Jira, to the earlier uh, point which you were making, it is a pretty complex. The data structure is pretty complex. Uh, so there is actual data which consists of uh, you know. Uh, comments, potentially description of what the ticket is and so on, and attachments. Attachments could be drawings, could be uh, code snippets, uh, you know, various, or Zoom recordings. A lot of people add in Zoom recordings you've seen into the ticket itself. Uh, That's part of your data. Then there is a whole bunch of configuration. Configuration here could be workflows, could be, you know, know, different screens which show up, uh, you know, to different users. Uh, And so we back up both. And we can restore both those things back. Uh, uh, we at, for the MVP, we are we are able to restore back everything on the data side of things. Uh, anything you do with the issues, you can restore that back. Uh, on the configuration side, 
Uh, we've started off with screens and workflows because those those seem to be the most important thing based on our conversation. And then, uh, you know, over the course of the next two, three weeks, uh, we will be adding in more configuration elements yeah. to to be restored by. I'm glad you covered the config elements because that's actually one of the things I was going to ask is, especially with SaaS services, people sometimes forget about like the settings and configs, right? That's also critical to capture in terms of backup and restore because someone makes a change. Hey, I want to be able to restore that. Or like you said, Vish, workflows, people don't necessarily think of that as like a Jira ticket, but it's still important for the business. Yeah. One of the learnings which we uh, had was uh, you know, a lot of companies go through SOC 2 compliance audit, right? Now, most of these companies also have Jira as their change management system, which tells you, hey, we did this at this point of time. This is what we did. You know, there's a whole, the auditor goes and looks at it. Uh, we are just about to embark on getting ourselves SOC 2 compliant. And in talking to the auditor, they were like, hmm, I didn't know that, uh, you know, you if you delete some tickets, they can. There is no sign of it anymore. Now that's a big problem for us. Like you know, uh, how do we know that tickets are not being deleted? I said, yeah, well, that's the reason we're building this uh, solution. You can go back and look the, at the history if there are any deletions. Um, yeah. So this is interesting. This you know, as Honest, we're going honestly, that that's a that's a major hole for Jira, but that's a problem for them to solve. Like they they need to have that audit log, right? Uh, the, the the story that you mentioned earlier, um, it it should it's, you should not be able to just go in and delete tickets without record, right? Um, we should be able to go. Oh, it was Steve. Steve is the one who deleted all the yeah. tickets that he didn't want you to know about, right? Um, but I, I, so sort of one final question because we're we're getting short on time. Uh, earlier, I think it was Fish that mentioned that. Currently, the the, the, the built-in product, you can only back up every other day. How is it that you're able to back up every day? Is it because of the, the partnership that you have? Great question. So uh, if you use the backup functionality, which Atlassian give, gives you, which is your entire database backup, then you can uh -huh. do it only every 48 hours uh, if you're backing up attachments and so on. What we are doing is very different. We are using that APIs we are going and picking okay. each of their tickets. Uh, we are being very granular, right? And we're not getting the entire data set in one shot. We are going and picking everything one at a time and backing it up. Now, here is where things are, um, and I think most people are familiar with this, which is your first backup is going to take a long time because you're making a full copy of your, your site. Uh, subsequent backups are much shorter. Why? Because it's only the changes which we pick up. Now, if we were pulling down the entire database every time, not cost of effective, and you know, that's why, because you're using APIs and you're doing incremental backup, that makes sense. Right. Cool. Well, listen, uh, we might have lost Sanket. Um, you know, his 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 bits are flying up in the internet and coming eh. back down all the way from India to here. I, I says he just messaged he's not able to hear anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you both for doing this. Sanket can't hear us anymore, but I'll. I'll thank him as well. And, um, and uh, Vish, thanks a lot. I, I, I wish you the best of luck on this new company. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, uh, Curtis and Prasanna, for hosting us out here today. Uh, it was great uh, you know, catching up with you and also sharing what we've done. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we would love for you guys to try out our product at some point. Um, just let us know. 
if you're ticketing, or, if you're using a ticket management system to track your uh, podcast, we could help you out in backing up. The I, I do happen to know a certain uh, SaaS company that uses Jira. I'm just saying, <laughs> and I know some people there, and I think you do too. But that's that's a that's your own problem to solve. Uh, and Prasanna, again, great questions as always. I try, and thanks, Vish and Sanket. Yeah, great catching up, uh, Vish. The one question I was going to ask: so, if people want to try out the product or anything else, I know that the website is going live soon. By the time this podcast gets released, do they just go onto the website um, to access, and they can request a free trial or whatever? needs to be done everything's going to be available on the website great question uh, our product is going to be available on the atlassian marketplace and a couple of clicks you can get started there's a free trial there uh, you know it's all automated uh, literally you can start your trial of the software within five minutes or maybe less nice. and you get 30 days backup restore unlimited whatever uh, all provision through Atlassian. Awesome. Nice. I like it. All right. Well, um, again, thanks to our listeners. And remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. Good